When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Kules. Welcome to the Barca Talk Cafe. I am Gabriel Quiroga here in Madrid, Spain. And every Friday, Mariana Guzman of Conexión Deportiva and the Ana de Barca podcast joins me from Barcelona as we talk about Barca and football. Mariana, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo estás? Hello, hello. I'm happy. I'm yeah. in a good mood because it's Friday. Only for that, because for divorce news, <laughs> I'm not so happy. But yes, it's Friday. I love September. My birthday is on Wednesday. So... Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Well, happy so, pre-birthday. Well, thank you very much. So I'm excited and I love the weather, the September weather. It's I do like, too. It's like so nice. So yes. I'm in a good mood right now. I just had my I, coffee. I think, yeah, yeah. I think September is my favorite month too. And I for yeah. a couple of reasons. Obviously, the weather is a big toll. But also, we have football is in high yeah. gear with La Liga and champions and so forth. But also, for me, American football is also starting. So all these different sports in September, there's a lot of usually, usually, Maria, not this September, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of optimism, yeah, for our yeah. teams and so forth. But also, this I'm might make so you... I'm not so sure this is our situation. <laughs> it is not. It is but, not. But, but also, I... this might make you a little happier that we are 28 days and counting yeah. from our Barca Talk Cafe meetup that we're going to do in person finally. So we, we are yeah. counting down, yes, less than a month now. So I will are be you, in Barcelona. Are you excited? I'm not yet. I think I'll be more excited. Like, no, no, I'll be more excited when it's like 14 days away because then I can start to visualize and see. I mean, yeah, exactly. I already have my hotel booked. I already have my train booked. So everything is looking good and I'm really excited. But let's take that excitement down a little bit and let's get your final thoughts on the Bayern match. You were able to attend the Bayern match for Conexión Deportiva. Tell me, you know, this was the first Champions League match since COVID with a crowd and everything. What was the environment like? What was the feeling like at the Camp Nou on Tuesday night? Actually, I was really excited because the fans were there on a Champions League night. And at the very beginning, people were excited. They were really excited. They were like in a in a good mood. Um, and then the game started. <laughs> <laughs> but the first minute, people were like really supporting the team. They mm-hmm. were like clapping. I mean, like, I don't know, uh, a player touched the ball. It was like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they were they were really, really happy to to be back. But um, this was like for the 10, 15 minutes for the first 15 minutes of the match. And then 
the Bayern goal happened and yeah. everything went down. I mean, not only for the players, but for the fans. So yeah. actually it was a different experience for me because I'm always in the press conference mm -hmm. and it it's different because you are surrounded by journalism. So sure. like you don't get the feeling of the fans that close. I but, see. But on Champions League, uh, there were a lot of uh, journalists. So um, I was in a different area. It I was see. an area like from a panoramic view. I see. I was actually with with, um, with other uh, journalists. I was right next to Jose Alvarez from El <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and I I get to hear like the fans talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like at the very beginning they were like, "We can do this." Like we are the camp now. We are the Barca. And then they were like so frustrated. I mean, yeah, they were like, it, it was it was terrible. And I I was feeling the frustration yeah. really really near me. And I need to talk about what happened with Sergio Roberto. I well, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk okay, about that in a second. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's because first before it, that's that's an important yeah, yeah, point yeah, for me. That's an important point for me. But um, I mean, people were were sad at the at the at the end. They they were leaving. They were like saying, uh, "I I rather watch the show the show the game yeah, on yeah, TV." Yeah. I mean, it was like they were they were feeling sad and. I completely understand why. Yeah, let's let we'll get into the Sergio Roberto in a second because that's okay. really definitely an important thing because you know a lot of coolies are taking their frustration on him essentially. Okay. My first thing, you know, especially thinking about it for the past couple of days, is more about Kuman's approach to this match. Right, we know that Kuman has not been able to use all the players that he wanted because of injuries and so forth, and so he had to do something kind of creative. And I still feel that he wasn't able to be creative enough to do something about this Bayern team. Now, I was thinking about this. You know, this is always kind of the talk after the match, right? Kuman went with kind of this 3-5-2 kind of formation. And I don't know. I just, obviously, it didn't work, right? Bayern barely uh, made a sweat, right? They barely tried, and they, they scored three goals, essentially, through the match. I mean, they barely did anything, and they had control of the game. Mariana, I'm just trying to be optimistic with this team obviously with the young players and so forth but also we're in this situation where we still need to get results and also still develop players but also do what we have to do with these players my question to you for this formation is it an impossibility to think that kuman should have used maybe a 4-4-2 that night just to have more balance spacing having the play in front of them or is it just like an impossible dream to think that kuman could think this way and is only three five two four three three. What do you think? Um, I think that <laughs> it, it's it's like it's an issue because mm. to me it's not only about the formation. Mm. No, I think the problem is deeper. It's way way deeper. You know, um, I don't want to go again with Sergio Roberto but he's not a winger and I yeah, don't understand course. why he is why he was in that position sure against Bayern <laughs> like I, I I don't understand um after the game we find out that Jordi Alba was with fever 
Yeah, yeah, it was and, sick. Yeah. And, and to me, it's like, are you kidding me? I yeah. mean, because you know that he is not going to be able to play well because he was feeling bad and exactly. that you're risking him to to una lesión. Yeah, to, exactly. Exactly. For another injury. For an injury. So I don't I don't understand how can you use Jordi Alba when he was sick. Yeah. I, I don't understand why he used Sergi Roberto. And I don't understand how he used Luke Dijon, who yeah. is not even a starter on Sevilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like the past week with the with the with the t-shirt, with the with the Barça jersey, like, hey, I'm happy to be here. I mean, he I don't think he even trained with the team. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. just crazy. So of course the formation is important. But it's way, way deeper. I mean, it's like yeah. I don't understand what Kuman was thinking when yeah. he when he did that. And actually, on ADN Barça, uh -huh. I was like, I I said like, this is what this this is going to be a story in eleven, and it was like that. I mean, yeah, and, yeah. and Alejandro was like, do you think he's going to use Sergio Roberto? Because was, yes. yes, yes, he's yeah, going yeah. to use Sergio Roberto. That's what's going to happen. And and he was like, and you think he's going to use Luke de John? And I was like, yes, yes. it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but he is going to use Luke de John for a champion night against Bayern because yeah. in Kuman's mind, that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, the formation is important. He, he, of course, from that result, he needs to change the formation. He needs to change the story in eleven, but but it's way way deeper. I mean, he doesn't take risk and he doesn't use the the young players yeah. because I was tweeting. Yeah. People are always talking about La Masia, and he was like, "I'm using La Masia." No, 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 you're not using La Masia. I mean, to him, La Masia is like, I don't know, like, un repuesto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're driving and you got your a flat tire and you change. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not like, oh, I'm using, yeah. I don't know. It's no, no, like, no. you're not using La Masia. And I think it's complicated because you are exposing those players to uh, Champions League night, losing yeah. against Bayern. So... I don't think he's even like working well and, and doing things right. I mean, it's not only about now. Yes, he, he he debuted with the team. No, no, it's not about that. It's about an evolution and a plan. And to me, Kuman is not doing anything right. I mean, yeah. he's frustrated. I mean, not yeah. even his communication. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> how come he say those things? I mean, doesn't he have like a person who work in communication? It's like, yeah. man, just like, yeah, like, yeah. Do you want to get fired? That's what yeah, you're yeah, trying yeah, yeah. because you exactly. are doing fine if, if that's what you're, if that's your point. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to the Sergio Roberto because we all know yeah. that Sergio Roberto is a good enough player right at a la liga style to play right back right he's not the best and he's not the worst right mm -hmm. we've seen so many different uh outcomes with sergio roberto so now we have to look and say what is the best situation for sergio roberto against a team that is faster with for example alfonso davies for the example and i think to myself there's two things i would do if i were coach i would say 
Sergio Roberto, you are not going up the wing. You have to stay home exactly. on defense. And also play everything in front of you. Let's not play a high line because the high line is too risky against a team like Bayern. And all of a sudden we're in a 3-5-2. So those, to me, is a situation where Kuman is not even looking at the situation. He's just trying to fit these players and not putting the players in the best position. Now with Jordi Alba is another thing. You're telling me that if we were, I'm just saying for this situation, in a basic 4-4-2, just to put the players in front, try to have spacing, just to keep keep it more close, you know, one nothing. try to keep better defensive. Any other player playing left back instead of Alba, maybe Demir or something, just some midfielder, right, just for, for emergency purposes, because Alba just looked completely exhausted after 30 minutes. I mean, you saw his face. Estaba palido, like yeah. he was just like super sick. Now, we have a question from Keegan just to talk about Luke de Jong. We have a question from Keegan, which is great. How heavy were Luke de Jong's shin pads in the game? Because as you said, he was very slow, Mariana. And on top of that, how many times did Luke de Jong and Memphis Depay lose the ball? To me, that was one of the most frustrating. They had one job to do, one, one major job. Use their back. And hold the ball to give to the midfield, and they lost the ball every single time. So you were not impressed with Luke Dijon's performance. I was not, but guess what, Mariana? He's going to be a starter for these next games. Yeah, I mean, um, the good part, I mean, good. Exactly. The good part is that the next games are against, um, It's. Uh, I don't want to be disrespectful, but they're easy teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're comparing with Bayern. Sure, sure, so, sure, sure. So that in that in that way, um, I understand that he might be a starter, but it's not going to be as terrible yeah. as, as that Champion League match. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, Kuman is just like so stubborn. To me, yeah, it's yeah. like... Oh, I want Luke de Jong, but, but really? But why? I want Luke de Jong, but he's he's not even a starter on Sevilla. I want him. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, mm, maybe he should start, and it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. So yes, of course he 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 loses a lot of balls. I mean, he is not in that level for Champion League with Barca against Bayern. I mean, yeah. everyone everyone knew that. I mean, it's like, um, uh, I am. I am not a coach. I mean, it's just logical. It's not yeah, yeah. And in, I, I don't understand. If we all see that, how come the the coach didn't? How come in his mind this makes sense? It's just I just I can't I can't believe it. Yeah, and that's the thing is that the majority of the people looking at this match during the match and just seeing everything are seeing these things. So they're supposed to have more visibility during training and so forth, and they're not picking up on this, which leads to our next question from Carlos. And I just want to highlight more about because the Jordi Alba situation, we saw Alejandro Balde come in, and I thought, you know, obviously – he looked better because he's not sick. <laughs> That's the first thing, right? <laughs> that was the first thing. He had a lot of energy and so forth. Yeah. So, of course, he's going to look a lot better. Obviously, he was very motivated to show a good – and I think he did okay. But that's the issue, Mariana. It's like, why don't you just start him? You use him, you know? Like, he had all the energy. Yeah, maybe he would have made some mistakes here and there on defense. But you live with that because you know it's against Bayern. But Jordi Alba is sick. As sick as he was – Use Balde, like use him. I mean, Kule's want to see in this point right now, in this transition period that we're going, 
we want to see La Masia players because that ultimately gives us ilusión, esperanza, right? Like of this team that may go forward. And so, again, like you said, Kuman just using it as a pit stop instead of trying to use it to help get inspiration for the team and for Animo from the fans. Yeah, I mean, Alejandro Valde is really one of the best of Barça B. People were talking about him for months. He is a really good player. Of course, he's another level. Debuted in a Champions League night against Bayern. And he did well because, like you said, he was not sick. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but on top of that, you know. But, yeah, but he has that energy, uh, the, the same energy that... Uh, Gabi, for example. Yeah. So um, that's that's a thing that to to take to take care of to, yeah. to take on, into consideration that these these young players have the illusion and the energy, and they just I'm like they're running and they're going at it, and in and you don't see that in in. <laughs> In all the jugadores, in, yeah, the, yeah. in all the players of Barcelona. I mean, in the first half, they were like, "Like, are are you there? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Are, are you aware that you're playing against Bayern? I mean, Bayern, yeah. Uh, this is not training. I mean, yeah. And when when uh, a young player debut debut, you see this energy and yeah. it's like, "I'm going for it." So that's. That's the energy, and that's the that's something really important that they should like cultivar. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's the thing is that they will get so much support. You know, Kuman will get so much support by using these players first because he'll say, "I want these players." And energy makes up for talent a lot of times, right? Obviously, not all the time, but in this moment, energy. We saw like Balde going up and down the line, and it's like, wow, how refreshing compared to seeing Alba, who doesn't do that all the time anymore because he's just an older player. Now, let's get to the your point with Sergio Roberto, okay? Yeah. There was a lot of criticism, obviously, the pitados after the end, and I think it's, you know, not the correct way because it's not his fault, right? As we talked about, Kumi not putting him in the best position. Again, I still can't get over Mariana that he's one of the captains, but whatever, that's another thing. What was the sentence... What- <laughs> Welcome to Spain. Um, what was the sensation at the stadium with all the whistles and the pitados to Sergio Roberto? You have no idea how hard was the whistle. It was incredible. I mean, it's one of the worst whistle that I ever heard in the camp. No, mm. um, I was I was feeling sad because he didn't deserve it at all. Yeah. I mean, people were so frustrated, and he's not irresponsible for yeah, what's yeah. going on. I mean, uh, Bartomeu, Kuma, everyone is responsible, but I don't think him in that way to be point out like boo people. I mean, I I was feeling I was feeling sad because I've never seen something like that before. Um, people in in Barcelona, they fans they they whistle when the champions league anthem mm. uh, and that's like a thing and i think when they boo Sergio roberto it was it was worst yeah i mean we're talking about serious thing and of course he ended up crying yeah at the dressing room i mean 
I, I almost cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always crying. I'm always crying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I was like, I was shocked. Like, are they booing Sergio Roberto? I mean, is that really for him? That was yeah. Like, People were like, yeah, because he was like, no, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. I mean. Now, let's let's talk about this for a second more because this is the thing. It like. Yes, he's not the best right back that we've ever had, and he's yes, not the best midfielder we have. But also, yeah. he has done what he's been asked to do, right? And that's all you can say. And the thing is, to put your frustration about what is going on to Sergio Roberto is completely misplaced. It's completely misplaced, right? And the thing is, yes, like I feel bad for him that he was whistled like that too. But also, it's just like it's this moment that everyone is just super frustrated with the situation in the team because it doesn't represent anything that we're used to seeing as Barca fans, right? You said it was the loudest whistle you heard. I mean, it came through the TV very loud and clear. That I, I was watching with my friend. I said, "Are they really whistling Sergio Roberto?" I was like, "How is that even possible? He's not even his fault." <laughs> like, yeah, really? Yeah. And also, so and also, if we compare this match of Sergio Roberto against the previous one, you know know against Bayern obviously it was an improvement right like it wasn't uh maybe he was now ready for Alfonso Davies but at the same time yes uh, there's so many people at fault with this game you know it's not just it's not Sergio Roberto and that's the thing unfortunately let's Mariana let's let's transition now because last night yeah there was news that the Junta Directiva met last night to discuss finances but also Kuman's future and so that you know, on our WhatsApp group that set a blaze of all the rumors and so forth. So we have a question here from Leroy, and he said, obviously, Barcelona's played four games this season, and the rumor is now that he may have four more to prove if he needs to stay. Do you think there's any truth to that rumor of that, that he may just have only three or four matches to prove if he can stay on, and Laporta may just fire him after the fourth match? I mean, not exactly, because the next matches are against Granada, Cadiz, and Levante. Okay. So it's quite possible yeah. that Barcelona wins. So it's yeah. like, oh, we're expecting. I don't think, I don't think Laporta is like expecting a result to make a decision. I think that this is like a forced marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, it's like he is trying to see how he can get Kuman out, but it's not easy. It's not easy because it's expensive to 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 se me fue la palabra <laughs> votarlo yeah yeah so it's it's really complicated to kick him out of the team because we need to remember that Barça owns money to kick a Setien still yeah, yeah, at this yeah, point yeah, yeah. so yeah. so they need to pay kick a Setien they need to pay Kuman they need to yeah. pay the new coach and yeah. And it's complicated because not so many coaches want exactly. to come to Barcelona in this point because it's a complicated season and it's basically one of those moments that uh, a coach can get burned out for life. Sure, <laughs> like, for sure. So I don't think it's appealing to most of the of the coaches to to arrive at this point in Barcelona and people are talking about Jordi Cruyff to oh, me, yeah, 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 to me yeah, yeah. it's a mistake I mean yeah, yeah, me yeah. it's a mistake I know what Cruyff means to the team and to the Barca philosophy but it's like it's Joan Cruyff not Jordi yeah. Cruyff I mean yeah, we yeah, yeah. really need to separate because he 
I mean, when you look at his experience, I don't think he has the capacity yeah. to, to be the coach of FC Barcelona. So people are talking about Jordi Cruyff. I, I mean, to me, the reason why Kuman is still here about the money, which of course it is really important, is because they don't really have choices. Yeah, they don't yeah. really have options. So um, I don't know, maybe if someone came up, <laughs> yeah. see, but it's not like hmm, if they lose against Granada, it's like they are stuck with Kuman. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. It's cheaper to keep Kuman now for the rest of the season than to buy him out. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. That's one of the major reasons, right? If they pay him to the end of the season, it's cheaper than to fire him. I mean, that's plain and simple. So I, I was discussing this with a friend of mine, and we obviously got questions from Kim and Carlos about possible replacements and you know having this coach. And I think there's only one coach for me that I would be really excited to see, especially since I saw uh, Ajax play on Wednesday night, just the, the pace and the, the way they played, and also just a couple of years, you know, the way they've always produced. And that's Eric Ten Hag, right? Like, that's the coach for me that I would try to go after if I were Barcelona, but I wouldn't do it this season. I would try to do it in the summertime, give him a full summer to get the team. But Mariana, he has 83 wins, 13 losses. His contract ends in 2023, so maybe it's a cheaper option because you're not paying Kuman anymore, and hopefully you can pay off Setien by the summer. But Mariana, when I watch Ajax, in these past years, there's something that comes off the screen with me, and that's two things. They are prepared, and they are always playing fast. And that, to me, excites me, especially with this new crop of young players coming through on Barca's team. What are your immediate kind of thoughts about having this coach possibly? Let's say, take away the financial things and all that stuff. I'm just saying, just as bringing him in as a coach for Barca, this is... I mean, it's like the thing is that you cannot take the money out of this context. It's like, I know, I do know. you want to sign Holland? It's like, yeah, but can you? No. <laughs> so it's basically something like that. Yeah, but I think I think this is more. It, I think this is more of a possibility because uh, the money's yeah. not so high as Holland, for example. No, no, obviously, obviously, it's not so high as Holland, but it's it's. It's not, it's not. We can like do, we can do this. How about this? What about if we do a trade? We give him Kuman and we get Eric Ton Hock for like some money and so think, forth. <laughs> I don't think no one will accept that. No, we that can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't sound bad. I mean, actually it doesn't sound bad at all, but I don't know. It, uh, it's complicated, not impossible. Um, but of course, better him than Jordi Cruyff or people. Yeah. You know, you know that people were like, on the board, they they remember this name, Garcia Pimienta, yeah, Barca right. and that was one of my my questions. I mean, why why he was kicked out of the team? Yeah, I, I don't understand. He was doing a wonderful job. He understand working with Dijan. I mean, maybe maybe okay. You don't want him like the the first coach, but it will. I don't know. It will be so, so incredible to see him working with the first team, like um, with with all the players that he with he, that he worked with in yeah. Barcelona. That transition that will be interesting. But For now sure. he's now he's out, and people were like, "Remember him." 
on on this the, meeting because after the match against Bayern, uh -huh. they were like in a meeting until 2 a.m. Um, they were like saying they were like talking hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a. But this this is the other thing, Mariana. Just to kind of close this situation with Kuman and just talking about his future and so forth. You know, we're all frustrated because we don't see Kuman making adjustments and doing these tactical things that we want to see, putting players in in positions. But again, I just I think Kuman's going to stay for the rest of the year. Unfortunately, I don't think there's any other alternative as we stated. The other thing, Mariana. Sometimes you know, as I talked on Monday with Kevin and some other people. Sometimes having too many people, like a junta directiva, is bad, right? Sometimes you just need one owner, one person making a decision, and that goes instead of talking. Sometimes, Mariana, as we know here in Spain, your experience, my experience, people talk a lot here in Spain and no action gets done, right? You know, you know this? I know this? Come on, right? Yeah, you're shaking your head. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, can you imagine, Mariana, the meeting last night... Of these people talking, right? Everyone having their opinion and then finally just leaving and nothing got done, essentially. I'm not saying something had to get done, but can you imagine a four-hour meeting in Spain? Huh. 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 You know? And this is the thing yeah. is that sometimes, you know, I I love the idea of sport, democracy, soces, elections, all these things. But sometimes, Mariana, it, the greed of many hurts this team, you know? And if we compare Barca and Bayern, just as like club owner, different things, I'm not saying it works all the time. I'm just saying sometimes it's better to have one person make a decision that filters through as opposed to a grupo, right? And Mariana, it's just, it's just frustrating because we have been seeing this happen for the last four years, right? Like this wasn't all of a sudden just one night it happened. It's been a, a process and, You know, it's really hard. And like Laporta said this week, he wants us to be patient. He wants us to have animo for the team. But you need to give me something to have that. Yeah, right? yeah, give yeah. me something. Yeah, he did this message on social media. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're going to take care of. Okay, I mean, I value that he appeared. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, he gave the face. Yeah. Here in Spain. But he's... It's much more than that. I mean, yeah. okay, thank you for the video. Thank you for the message. But let me know how you're going to solve this situation. Because he, at, at, before he was saying that there are no transition season here in Barcelona. Yeah. And if he was, if that Barcelona lose, it's going to have his consequences. So let me know how are this, yeah, yeah. How, how, is, how this is going. I mean, what are the consequences about this, this uh, loss? So... It's it's really a hard time for the club, yeah. Because yeah. the financial, because the uh, the sports part is so mermada. Yeah, for yeah. The financial part. I mean, yeah. it's like you cannot separate these two situations, and it's it's complicated. Like your I mean, favorite word, complicado. I love it. I love it. It's complicado. But I mean, that's the thing. You know, I, I mean. You know, we're, it's just, like I said, I think to, for me as a Barca fan forever, I just want to see hope. And for me, the hope right now is to put all of your faith 
in the La Masia players and the youth players, because that to me is going to give me, okay, now we can figure out if these players are good enough, but I'm going, I'm going to get excited to watch the matches. If I see, you know, Luke DeJong again, you know, as he's been playing, like that does not excite me, you know? Okay. Maybe he comes in for the last 15 minutes, but I want to see Demir. I want to see Gavi. I want to see Balde. I want to see all these players because they'll have the energy that our team and club desperately needs on the field. Maybe they lose. That's fine. But at least give them the opportunity to give me the chance. That gives me the hope. Yes. Actually, I was I was writing about that on, on the Chronicle. Mm. That the most, um, the, the most, the saddest thing of this is that when you're looking at Barcelona, you're not recognize you're not recognizing yes. that it's Barcelona yes. playing. I mean, if you lose the jersey, the Barca jersey, yeah. and you don't you don't see you don't recognize. Oh, is this Barcelona playing? So the club is losing their identity. So exactly. that that's the that's the worst part because okay, everyone wants to win. Of course, Cules wants their, their team to win. But it's not only that they're losing, it's how they're losing, how they're playing and how they're separating from their philosophy. So so that, to me, is the worst, the worst parts of this, that you don't see ADN Barça in any moment, only like the five minutes where the the young play. Where the young kids came. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, you know, again, I, I just need something. And Laporta, you know... You know, you promised Messi, did not deliver. You promised hope. You know, you have to give yeah. something to the people, right? And this is the thing. Yes, we all know that you're fine. It's not your fault about the finances. We understand that. But you can do something to give Kule's hope, right? And that is telling Kuman that he has to use the young players. Mandate that, right? I think, I think, and uh, I, I, I already said this on ADN Barça. Go on. Uh, that Kuman is going to be like receiving orders, like from now yeah, on. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. It's like this is what you're gonna do, and if you don't like it, well, you quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, yeah. now nah, he's gonna have like indications, like yeah. <laughs> this this player is going to be used. You need to use this. I mean, he's not gonna have like his full capacity to decide. So sure. that sure. I think to me that's a reality that we're going to see. I would agree. I would agree. And that would, you know, again, I cannot stress this enough. The the thing, like, for example, as we talk and we close the the episode off with a quick preview of Granada is that what excites me about this match? Nothing. Absolutely nothing about watching yeah. this match. If I didn't have a podcast, I wouldn't watch the match. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is one of those matches where I would watch the resuming here on Movie, movie Star, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing that excites me about but, but. Mariana, if if Kuman were to say, "I'm rolling out with Balde," and all, I'm like, "I'm in Chufado. like I'll watch this game now." No, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like all of a sudden, it's like a different feeling because now I want to start seeing these players that could potentially be starters in the future, so forth, right? And so, let's go quickly with this Granada game. It's Monday night. Give up. Like, yes, well, what happened? Monday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually the Monday night games are for the worst teams in La Liga, right? Like Rayo versus Granada, for example, or Hitafe yeah. versus Granada, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here we are Monday night with Granada. Anything with Granada? I mean, they are at the bottom of the table. I mean, they they have nothing going on right now. They have. Well, I mean, go on, go on. Barcelona lose against Granada. 
Uh, I don't know if you remember. I do remember. I do remember. <laughs> so, I do remember. No I mean, this is, <laughs> this is the thing, Mariana. Every yeah. game now away <laughs> from every game away from Barcelona is going to be complicated. I mean, yeah. that's just how it is. At home, they may have an advantage. Well, this is here in the Camp Nou. I understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. still, like, this is the thing is the crowd now that's going to come to the match is not going to be animado to help the team. It's just going to be animado to criticize more, I think, to kind of just watch. I mean, for example, you if you go to the match, you're going for work. But, like, would yeah, someone yeah. pay money to go watch this team right now? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I Actually, don't know. fans were complaining about the 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 price of the tickets. Yeah, of course, of course, it's expensive, and then you you see your you're gonna see your your team losing that way. So people so are I, like complaining with with God with see. Yeah, 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 yeah. With this, this is the thing: is that uh, I had Kevin Williams as a guest on Monday, and he wrote a great blog about how the stadium of the Camp Nou is a perfect analogy of how the team is, right? This estadio, this estadio that used to be so epic, so thing is just with the seats. Like I the press box I imagine too is the same way. It's just that it's run down. It's there's it's just old and it needs a complete gut, right? It needs new it needs everything is needs to be lifted and new. And it's this feeling and it looks so old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some, uh, you know, sometimes I record when I'm entering like this yeah, video, yeah. and sometimes I don't even post this video because it looks really ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I don't want to sound disrespectful, but it's uh, but it looks like some stereos from Latin America. I mean, you t you took you took the words right out of my mouth. I you mean, I, I was right about to it's say like, that. I, I, I'm not I'm not feeling Europe right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally I. You, Mariana, this is why we are like this. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mind. I was about to say, it reminds me of a stadio that I saw in Bolivia. Yeah, like yeah. that type of thing where there has never been, there hasn't been put love back into the stadium. Yeah. The other day, Mariana, just to kind of close this, I was walking, I took a long walk on Sunday and I watched, I walked by the Bernabeu. Mm -hmm. They are doing so much over there, you know, with construction and everything. And now they're having people inside the stadium. So they're almost there. And as we can see, just in difference of temperature of the team, right? If you were to have the temperature of the of Kules and, you know, people of Madrid and so forth, people of Madrid are super excited because their young players are producing and doing things like Rodrigo came up with the goal against Inter and Vinicius now and all this stuff. And so, you know, that's, it, it's, it's very frustrating. That's all. And I just yeah, want to yeah, see yeah. young players to come. So anyway, Mariana, what do you have planned for the weekend? Are you going to Femini or anything like that this weekend? Or are you off? No, I don't, I don't think so. Yes, I'm off because I'm working on Monday, hopefully. Yes, yes. So if you go, if you are working on Monday, obviously you're going to send us the yes. uh, photos and stuff as you usually do at the camp. No, well, uh, you know, Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the weather. And Yay. we'll talk next week as we get closer to our Barca Talk Cafe in directo. Yeah. And someone honking the horn, as always, here in Spain on my street, <laughs> as it always is. It's just like it's inevitable. Anyway, Mariana, have a good day. Hasta luego. Bye-bye. Adeu. Podcast Network.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.